helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. You may have heard a lot about trauma and the post-traumatic effects it brings. You may even be wondering if you or someone you know or even a loved one has experienced the effects of trauma. Today's show is entitled Understanding and Overcoming Trauma. We will discuss what trauma is, what are the, are the symptoms of trauma, and what one can do if one feels they are suffering from trauma. We welcome you to the Life Transformation Radio Show. My name is Bettina Davilmar, your co-host for today, and with me in studio is Michael Hart. He is the award-winning psychotherapist of Elam Counseling Services. Welcome, Michael. Thank you very much, Bettina, for that wonderful introduction. And today's show is a very interesting and important topic to me because I see a lot of people in my practice who come in and are suffering from trauma. But I think there is a lot of misunderstanding of what trauma is. And we talk about trauma very lightly. Right? Yes. You know, maybe I could joke that I was traumatized <laughs> by doing preparing for this radio show yes. on trauma. It took a lot of work to, to put all Get of this together. together. So maybe I'm a little traumatized today. So, so bear with me as we go along. So, so we do use trauma in a very light way, the word trauma and traumatize. Mm -hmm. But what exactly is it? And so as we go through today's show, we are going to be answering some of those questions yes. and clarifying some of the misperceptions that people have about trauma and identifying what the symptoms of trauma, what the symptoms are, and what can be done if you mm -hmm. find yourself suffering from trauma. But I think it's also very important for us to understand how our body deals with trauma, because if we can understand that, then we can have a better, a better ability to be able to control what's happening within our body and recognizing when things are out of whack. Michael, now let's get into this topic. Is there, before we start with the questions, do you have any biblical references? Yes, I would like to use the story of Ishmael and Hagar from, the, from Genesis chapter 16 to kind of use as a background. So it's this mother-son uh, duo, Ishmael and Hagar, but in that family system, we also have Sarah and Abraham. Mm -hmm. And as we are told in that in that passage, if we read from verse 1 to about verse 12, we see that Sarah began to mistreat Hagar, and it led to a situation where she fled into the desert. Mm -hmm. And as she fled, she, she was pregnant at that time with, with Ishmael. And as Hagar fled into the desert, that must have been a very tra traumatic event uh, sure. for her. And we know from studies that have been done that the chemicals that are released in a pregnant woman's body affect the unborn child. So we could say that Ishmael was traumatized from, from inside the womb. The womb. Mm -hmm. And we noticed that the angel came 
to Hagar when she was fleeing, instructing her to go back to Sarah because she was actually heading on a course that could only lead to her death in the desert. And so when she was instructed to go back, the angel prophesied in verse 12 that the unborn child would be a wild donkey of a man. So I would like you to keep that Keep that in mind. And the angel went on to say that his hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility toward all, towards all his brothers. And so keep this story in mind because as we go through and explain what trauma is, I'll be pointing out to to some of these uh, things that were said about Ishmael as some of the symptoms of trauma. Mm-hmm. And so, Michael, let's jump right into the definition of trauma. What is trauma? Trauma is uh, an, an, an adverse event that has caused a lasting impact. And this event usually has the the hallmarks of threat or danger. So the lasting impact it's what is the what is what can be defined as trauma. So in other words, the event has passed, but the body is still reacting to the event. So we could say the event was a traumatic event, but mm-hmm. when we are talking about trauma in the context of today's show, it's the lasting adverse effect right. that we are talking about. So long after the event has passed, people continue to have symptoms of trauma and, and, and it is called in in mental health field post-traumatic stress yes. or in terms of the, dis- the disorder itself, post-traumatic stress disorder. So that's what we are going to be talking about. And so when there is trauma, the the body kicks in its fight, flight, or mm. freeze response. And the body prepares for action. Right. So if you're in a, a car crash, for example, and you have to get out, the, the fight system of your body, the the, the the, the nervous system of your body prepares your body for action. So your, your muscles are firmer, stronger than they would normally be under normal circumstances. And you're able to maybe free yourself in ways that you couldn't do if you were in a relaxed state because that fight, flight or freeze response prepares your body for action. It kicks in and it prepares your body for immediate action. And so, Michael, we talk about the events. You just spoke about the events that would bring upon trauma. What mm-hmm. kind of events are considered trauma by our human brain? Well, we we normally think of big thing, big things like in the analogy that I just gave of right. a car accident. But what I'd like to do today is talk about some of the things that people don't expect that that these things could also be traumatic and that these things could also trigger the autonomic nervous system of Mm -hmm. the body, the fight, flight or freeze response of the body. So things like choking, for example, if you had a a choking incident as a child where you, you choked on a piece of food or even as an adult, you could have a choking experience, your body 
could go into this uh, fight, flight, or freeze response system long after that choking hazard has been removed. So I see people in my practice who are still dealing with the fear of swallowing food. So Mm. any kind of eating event triggers for them uh, this this feeling that they're going to choke and right. and they have a very hard time enjoying a meal because of that that choking event. So yes, we had, we know about the big things like car accidents and mm-hmm. and natural disasters and so forth. But even things like a miscarriage can be a, can be traumatic yes. for some women. Yes. And so this is not something that should be looked on lightly. Women actually go into post-traumatic stress response as a result of losing a child. And so long after that event is is over, they could they could still be having post-traumatic stress. Things like having a demanding boss at work can be traumatic because every day you're going back into a hostile Situation, environment. Yes. And maybe there were there is there was one particularly traumatic event with this boss that you fear that every time you go back into his office, the same thing is going to happen again. Maybe you were, you were embarrassed in front of your colleague the way yes. he or she spoke to you. And so you have been traumatized and and every time that you have to go in, your body is in fight, flight or freeze mode Mm -hmm. because of that boss. I see people who were traumatized on the school ground uh, in their childhood. So they had bullies that they had mm. to face day in, day out. And as a, a number of people have told me that they would actually have stomach problems every yes. morning before mm. going into school because they are dreading going in to face those bullies on the playground. Having an unfaithful spouse can be traumatic yes. as well. So we'll, we'll talk more about what are the, the, the symptoms and so forth later on. But these are some of the things that people do not realize that can be traumatic. As I said, we know about the big things, but these mm-hmm. are some of the things to keep in mind, keep in mind. As, we, as we talk about trauma today. So we hear a lot about the body's fight or flight response. Uh, so how do these responses work in relation to trauma? So this is a, I would say it's emergency system of the body, the autonomic nervous system. And so when there is an event that has happened to you in the past that has caused you pain or that has caused not necessarily physical pain, but emotional or physical pain. Pain. This alarm system, this emergency system of your body, uh, makes a note of of it that you have felt pain before. And so, if something else comes up in the future that even remotely resembles mm. that situation, your body will trigger a response to say danger alert. Right. Be prepared. Something bad Isn't is about. To happen, but the thing with these uh, responses is that there falls there there falls alarm because right. in many cases they are harmless situations. So an example of that would be uh, a soldier who came back from the war zone and they're walking in the supermarket and someone slams a cart in in line with the other cart mm-hmm. and just that sound, sound. of the cart 
banging against each other create this stress response that they're in danger. Mm -hmm. So the body goes into full, full action mode. The mm-hmm. muscles would tense up. The digestive resources of the body would flow to the large muscle group. And so they will experience this, this dryness of your mouth as you no longer need to salivate in the, in, 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 in the event of an emergency where you have to act quickly. Mm-hmm. And so all of these responses will be going on throughout the body. And it's all happening in the brain by the brain secreting these chemicals that say, be prepared to action for action. But what is important to note is that all of this is happening faster mm. than you can think. Sometimes I think God has a sense of humor. <laughs> the other day I had a gentleman in my office and he was asking me this question about how this works and I was explaining to him how it happens faster than you can think and just as I was explaining that to him a bird crashed into the oh. window right behind where he was sitting oh dear and without thinking he he, he turned around and he had his fist up he, yes, he's someone he's who, who does martial arts ah. and he turned around and he was prepared for action and this has never happened. So that's why I say God must have a sense of yes. humor. God must have said, this <laughs> needs just, an illustration. Yeah. <laughs> so here go, here's a bird. And so I said, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Even before you could think, what is that sound? Yeah. Your, 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 your mm-hmm. mind already assessed that there was, there is a possible danger here mm-hmm. and you're ready for action. So it happens faster than you can think. But a lot of times this system that we have sends false alarm right. and we, we get into what is called the habit of trauma, where we are always thinking that there is a danger when there is none. People who have been abandoned in the past can go through life sabotaging relationships mm-hmm. because they're expecting to be abandoned mm-hmm. again. People ha- who have been treated unfairly can go through life feeling as if they're going to be treated unfairly again. Yes. So I think that Ishmael, in that story that we read before, when the angel said that he would be a wild donkey of a man and his hand would be against every man and, and every man's hand against him, I think Ishmael know what it is to be abandoned by a father. Yes. So he, he he's, doesn't have trust of people. He right. mistrusts mm. people as a result of the trauma that he have experiencing. And so maybe he's angry as well mm. as a result of that that trauma. And so it is playing out in terms of the people that he interacts with. So right. being this wild donkey of a man is saying that that he's acting in ways that is is as a result of post-traumatic stress right. where he's acting before he even thinks. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what tra- trauma is, that people acts right. before thinking because it's all rooted in the emotions and 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 uh, we're re- reacting most of the time not in logical ways. Right. Michael, it's so uh, interesting how these triggers can bring about a post-traumatic um responses. Mm-hmm. So what's the downside of the body's automatic response? So when we are in this uh, fight or flight mode, the body can become stuck in that mode. And if the body is stuck in that mode where you're always 
preparing for action. It means that it is taking away resources from other vital areas of the body mm-hmm. that that needs resources to function at an optimal level. So just to give you an example of all the different parts of the body that are affected by the, the fight, flight, or freeze response, the, the, the different parts of the body that are affected by the autonomic nervous system mm-hmm. would be the circulatory body, the res- circulatory organs of the body, the respiratory parts of the body, the reproductive parts of your body, your, your muscles, your skeletal structure, even your immune system, even your balance can mm-hmm. be affected as a result of that. So your digestive system also. So when you have uh, your body stuck in fight or flight mode, then these other systems can be compromised. So your mm-hmm. digestive system could be compromised because your body's always in a fight or flight right. response. Right. So when David says in Psalm 23, or the psalmist said in Psalm 23, that he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies, he's actually saying the opposite is happening. My body, the psalmist is saying there is not stuck in this fight or flight mode. I am able, my digestive system works well even yeah. when I am in the presence yeah. of my enemies. Note, very, yeah. very, very, very Im- interesting yeah. that, that even in the Bible it is showing this correlation between our digestive system and potentially threatening situations. So in the, in the definition we said it was uh, perceived threat or danger. Mm-hmm. And so the psalmist is saying there that there is this perception of danger, there is enemies around, but my fight, flight, or our freeze response is not being triggered. Mm-hmm. So I would like to, to at this time, welcome those of you who have joined us, uh, just joined mm-hmm. us in the middle of the show. And for those of you who have been listening, thank you for listening. I'd like to remind you that this is an ELM broadcast. It's a live transformation show, and we're on the air every Monday morning at 9.30. You can also listen to our podcast on YouTube and also and on the Patreon at patreon.com. So if you would like to find out more about us, you can go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. And remember, we are a non-profit organization, so we count on your support. If you haven't supported us yet, then please consider doing so. You can also become a monthly subscriber to this show by going to our Patreon page and be a, become a member for as little as $5 monthly. So yes, Bettina, we mm-hmm. were just in this... Uh, discussion about the negative impact when the, the the protective mechanism of the body goes awry. It would be like, the analogy that I like to use for that is like you have a fire alarm in your house and it's supposed to be set off when there is smoke, but yeah. there is something wrong and it just goes off yes. for no reason. And you're, what you're saying, but there's no smoke. There's no you smoke. check everywhere and there's no smoke, but no. it keeps going off. Yes. This is kind of what the, autonom- the, the autonomic nervous system of the body does when you're stuck, when you have unresolved mm. trauma. And so over time, it takes a toll on the body. because You can just imagine how, how annoying that would be for you yeah. if your fire alarm is going. Well, it's... <laughs> takes a toll on the body because you're reacting to threat. You're reacting to a threat of being abandoned. And so Ishmael is spending his life fighting against others. 
Mm-hmm. Protecting against being abandoned again. Mm-hmm. Acting out his anger, his unresolved anger from being abandoned. And it, often there is no there is no reason for it. So his hand is against every man because of the trauma that he has suffered. So if you want to hear more about that show that we did on Ishmael, the title of that show is Abraham, Sarah, and Hagar Confronting Challenges. And you can find a full episode dealing with this on our website. You can access the website by going to elimcounselingministry.com. So, Michael, we're talking about unresolved trauma. I'm always amazed to see how unresolved trauma uh, unfolds. You could go through things long time ago and it just something triggers you and uh, you you have those symptoms again. Yes, and we get into this this habit, what we call the habit of trauma. Mm-hmm. Because after a while, you know, people who develop this habit of trauma where they're stuck, they have things like fear, yes. uh, tension, yes. anger, uh, dependency on substance, and also this learned helplessness, like nothing I do matters. And so Ishmael was acting out that anger right. part of the, the helplessness. Yes, so what are the some of the signs of the unresolved trauma? You talked a little bit about that. What are some other signs? Yeah, some of the signs of unresolved trauma, uh, uh, one is hypervigilance. Like yes. people who who are traumatized, they tend to have this, this extreme awareness about mm. their surrounding. And it's almost as if they're on high alert, looking for danger all the time. Yes. Another sign is what we call intrusive thoughts, where the event... The, the the thoughts just come out of the blue. The thoughts of the events just come out of nowhere and they just keep thinking about the thoughts over and over. Yes. Nightmares is another sign of unresolved trauma mm. uh, where people have nightmares of the event or similar events. We mm-hmm. also see that people who are traumatized and have unresolved trauma can have uh, what we call mental fog, where they're unable to concentrate or they have loss of memory yes. uh, or just confusion. Okay. They're not able to, to work things or concentrate and be as productive as normally. But mood swings could also be part of that as well, where people get into these extreme moods. You know, either sometimes they're very happy or they go into extreme anger. And, and reactivity, where people are easily triggered by minor things. Mm -hmm. These can be all as a result of trauma. So I think Ishmael probably had that that reactivity and that anger where he's reacting. And so when the Bible says his hand will be against every man, it's a way of saying that the trauma, the unresolved trauma is setting off his autonomic nervous system in such a way that he's reacting all the time. And so, Michael, how would we deal with unresolved trauma? So trauma work is one of my favorite work that I do. Hmm. Not that I like to to the suffering that people go through, right. but I like the result. Yes. I think it is something that is very treatable. If mm-hmm. you have been stuck in trauma and it's affecting you, as I said, it can even affect your digestive system. Yes. So many of these digestive uh, problems that people have, are as a result of trauma that has that that Has has not not been been resolved. resolved. So 
in the tr- the work that I do, I see tremendous results, even from the first session. So one of the first thing that we do, step one, is to get to the root right. of what it is. What is the event? Our mind has this tendency to push trauma away, but we focus on it. The second thing that we do is to develop coping strategies. So if we're going to talk about the event, it's going to bring back pain. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need to know how? how to cope after you leave that session. Mm-hmm. So we have a number of techniques that we use, the tools that we give to people suffering from trauma they can take away from the first session where they can use right at home to help them deal with the, the emotional pain that might be caused. Mm-hmm. So the next step, the third step, is what I call control exposure to the traumatic event. So this is ma- mainly talking about what happened over and over Again, and so in the in the in that third step, we first talk about the trauma in detail. Get you know talking about the smell, the sound, mm-hmm. the memory, who was there, and so forth. And we do an initial assessment to see on a scale of one to ten, where ten is the highest. How how high are the heightened are the emotions when you talk about the trauma. And then after that assessment, we go through a period that could last several weeks where we do repeated exposure to the traumatic event by talking about it over and over. And then we go into the fifth stage, which is reassessment. So after we go through those number of weeks, the wonderful thing is by the time we get to step five, which is the reassessment, people who came in the first day are the first few sessions talking about their trauma and the difficulty breathing. They were crying. Some people were, you know, even having tension, headaches and so forth and shaking visibly. By the time we get to the fifth steps, we notice that these people, they're calm, they're relaxed, they're relaxed. And where they might have been heightened emotion, uh, sometimes as high as 10 out of 10 in the first few sessions, by the time we get to step five and we say, how would you rate your symptoms for today? They would say, there is hardly any reaction at all. Right. So that it is. And I, I think some of the coping strategies that we do involve prayer, involve uh, images from the Bible that can be very calming and relaxing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I know that I'm speaking to someone out there that you may have yes. had a trauma that you're pushing aside and God wants you to deal with that trauma. So do not hesitate to give us a call. Our number again is one eight seven seven five four four three five four six. And so thank you Michael for that this has been a very interesting show and uh, I really truly believe that many people will be helped through this show and thank you very much for your wonderful questions and helping us to explore this topic in such a deep way so again the number is 1-877-544-3546 the website is is elimcounselingministry.com elim is spelled E-L-I-M counseling with two L's ministry.com and so until next time this is your host Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services and Bettina Davomar praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart Mm -hmm.